This is Dave Burnett, and I want to welcome you to today's God's Family Plan podcast. The title of today's podcast is Night Vision Goggles, Conquering the Darkness. I'd like to begin today's podcast by establishing a scriptural focal point. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12 from the Passion Translation. Now, my beloved ones, I've saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you'll be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Simply stated, today's podcast is about the ability to see in the dark and to engage in warfare in the dark, whether we like it or not. We have a spiritual enemy and he likes the darkness. He wants to keep us in the dark and to use darkness to his strategic advantage. Now, obviously, I want to get around to the topic of how to win the spiritual war, but I see an interesting parallel in how the military engages in night warfare, especially the development of night vision goggles and infrared technologies. These are technologies that provide the military with a vision or an optical advantage in engaging the enemy in the dark or in a limited light environment. In preparing for this podcast, I did an online search for articles that relate to the history of night vision and thermal imaging. One of these articles came from the website electronics.howstuffworks.com and it tells us, The original purpose of night vision was to locate enemy targets at night. It is still used extensively by military for that purpose, as well as for navigation, surveillance, and targeting. Police and security often use both thermal imaging and image enhancement technology, particularly for surveillance. Hunters and nature enthusiasts use NVDs or night vision devices to maneuver through the woods at night. Detectives and private investigators use night vision to watch people they're assigned to track. And many businesses have permanently mounted cameras equipped with night vision to monitor their surroundings. A really amazing ability of thermal imaging is that it reveals whether an area has been disturbed. It can show that the ground has been dug up to bury something, even if there's no obvious sign to the naked eye. Law enforcement has used this to discover items that have been hidden by criminals, including money, drugs, and even bodies. Also, recent changes to areas such as walls can be seen using thermal imaging, and this has provided important clues in several cases. If you're out camping or hunting a lot, chances are that night vision devices can be useful to you. I found another article on the website x20, that's x20.org, that offers this historical perspective. With the United States' growing involvement in Vietnam, the U.S. Army quickly recognized that they faced an enemy that relied on the cover of darkness to conduct its maneuvers and offensive operations. Can you see a parallel between military warfare and spiritual warfare here? 
1964, the U.S. Army issued night vision equipment to the troops in Vietnam. The Vietnam War proved to be an important stage in the development of night vision systems. Also found an article on the Smithsonian Institute's website entitled Seeing in the Dark, the History of Night Vision. And from this article, I learned that night vision technology in one form or another has been around since before World War II. But current technological advancements have led to a more useful method of engaging in nighttime warfare. Now, to illustrate how significantly night vision technology has improved, Generation Zero night vision was capable of amplifying existing light by 1,000 times, while modern, less cumbersome night vision devices have the ability to amplify light 50,000 times. And scientists continue the quest for more effective night vision technology. In fact, the U.S. Army has a research laboratory whose motto is Conquest of Darkness. Conquest of darkness. Could there be a clearer analogy to our mission and purpose as Christ's followers? For many, 2020 has been a dark year. It's a time that reminds me of passengers on a train that are straining to see if they're ever going to break out into the light at the end of the tunnel. Many are wondering today, will we ever return to normal, whatever normal is? In Isaiah chapter 59, the prophet speaks to a dark season in the history of Israel, God's chosen people. In verse 9 of Isaiah 59, the Amplified Bible gives us the following snapshot of this dark season. Therefore, justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We expectantly hope for light, but only see darkness. We hope for gleam of light, but we walk in darkness and gloom. In many respects, this could be a summary of the national news headlines these days. But I have good news. Just as the U.S. military has developed weapons that allow it to successfully engage its enemies in the dark, God has provided for us as Christ followers weapons that will allow us to win our battle against the spiritual forces of darkness, the forces of this world order that have come against us in so many ways in 2020. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4 in the voice translation says it this way, For though we walk in the world, we do not fight according to this world's rules of warfare. The weapons of the war we're fighting are not of this world, but are powerful by God and effective at tearing down the strongholds erected against His truth. Ephesians six fourteen through 20 enumerates these weapons, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I want to go over that again. In my notes, I've underlined the key elements of the weapons God gives us to fight against the powers of darkness. First, there's truth. We will never win against darkness based on our opinion, our feelings, or by believing lies, innuendos, and half-truths. 
In this battle, it is imperative that we know the truth, the truth that sets us free. Jesus is the truth, and that's a great place to begin. Then there's righteousness. We understand that our righteousness is in Christ alone, not our works. We ought to enter the battle against darkness knowing that we are in right relationship with our commander-in-chief and that we are in sync with his commands, his will, his battle plan. Then comes peace. We should enter this battle from a position of undisturbed focus, not double-minded, distracted, or fragmented, from the position of a sound well-disciplined mind. Faith is next. Obviously, faith is a key component in God's arsenal. Our confidence to engage the powers of darkness is based in the faithfulness of our Heavenly Father and our knowledge of who He is and our utter dependence on Him. 1 John 5, 4 tells us, This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Then we come to salvation. We have a Savior. He's our hero in battle. He's chosen us to be on his side. Our resounding declaration should be, we are on the Lord's side. Paul describes salvation as a helmet, a protection from the enemy's mind games. Our salvation indicates that we have made a conscious decision to follow the one who has overcome the powers of darkness on our behalf. Salvation should be the covering of every thought as we engage the forces of darkness. We have a Savior. He is the Lord God, mighty in battle. Then we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. Hebrews 4.12 and the voice translation tells us, The word of God, you see, is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword. The word of God will pierce the darkness and the deception of the enemy. Seventh on the list is prayer, praying in the Spirit. Ask Holy Spirit to pray Father's heart through you. The Apostle Paul makes a point here. Pray at all times, on every occasion. Be alert in prayer and be persistent in prayer for all believers everywhere. Now this is intercessory prayer. It's a prayer covering of protection over others that are engaged in the battle against the powers of darkness with us. Earlier in his letter to the church at Ephesus, the Apostle Paul revealed what I believe is another key weapon in the battle against spiritual darkness. I'm reading Ephesians 1.18 from the Amplified Bible. Paul writes, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. Holy Spirit is God's night vision goggles. Regardless of how dark it is in the world of economics, politics, entertainment, education, government, or any other element of this world order, Holy Spirit has the ability to flood our heart, our spirit, the eyes of our understanding, with light, with hope with an understanding of the glorious inheritance that is ours in Christ. In situations and circumstances that seem dark, dead, and hopeless, Holy Spirit can reveal light, life, and hope. The person our natural eye sees is depressed, lost, and broken beyond repair. 
That one we see as walking in darkness of addiction, perversion, and rebellion, God sees as a prodigal son or daughter. He can see the faintest flicker of light, a smoldering ember that grace and love can ignite into a white-hot passion for Jesus with a simple cry for help. The message of this podcast is that in the darkness of our human understanding, we wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle against our own fleshly appetites. We mentally and emotionally wrestle and argue with people we don't even know. But when we submit to the Holy Spirit, when we put on his night vision goggles, we can see the spirit forces that are using, abusing, and tormenting them. We gain insight and understanding into how to pray and what to say and when to say it. We also gain insight into when to remain silent. Hosea 4.6 tells us that God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's possible to have a great deal of religious zeal but lack Holy Spirit insight. This is a season when it's essential that every believer put on God's night vision goggles. It's essential to allow Holy Spirit to bypass our human understanding and to flood our heart, our spirit man, with the light of his love, grace, wisdom, and understanding. We all need to allow Holy Spirit to illuminate our understanding of this season. We also need him to illuminate the events and the people that trouble us. With God's night vision goggles, we can see all of this as he sees it. He sees the darkness. He sees the prejudice. He sees the injustice, the rebellion, the evil, the strife. But God is not worried. If God sees it and he's not worried, why should we be worried? As I was preparing these notes, I heard the phrase, see the light, be the light. For those who have allowed Holy Spirit to flood their life with his light, God wants to use you to help others find their way out of the darkness, out of the deception and control of the spirit forces that have kept them in their night season far too long. The Apostle Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4, reading from the Passion Translation. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them this same comfort that God has poured out upon us. Finally, I leave you with the words of the Apostle Paul to his spiritual son, Timothy, that he wrote in 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8, and I'm reading from the voice translation. Paul says, For I'm already being poured out, and the last drops of this drink offering are all that remain. It's almost time for me to leave. I fought the good fight. I have stayed on course and finished the race, and through it all, I have kept believing. I look forward to what's in store for me, a crown of righteousness that the Lord, the always right and just judge, will give me that day. But it's not only for me, but for all those who love and long for his appearing. You see, Paul knew dark days. He knew beatings, imprisonment, shipwreck, and the list goes on. And I've given you Paul's advice on how to overcome the evil forces of darkness. It worked for him, and I believe it'll work for you and me. My prayer today is, Holy Spirit, come. Flood me with your presence. Open the eyes of my understanding. Help me to see the people, the events, and the darkness of this age through your night vision goggles. Help me to see it as Jesus sees it. Help me to see the light and then be the light to others through me.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is Dave Burnett reminding you that you can connect with God's Family Plan on our Facebook page. We invite your comments, prayer requests, and suggestions. You can also order our book, God's Family Plan, Establishing Generational Blessing, today on Amazon.com. I bless each of you listening to this podcast. I bless you and your household. See the light. Be the light. In Jesus' name, amen.